Welcome to Divorce Diary Show Podcast. This is a special edition where myself and Mark Primiano, executive producer and cast member of the pilot, talk about the pilot. Check it out. Oh, the, the first I thing. To, I, I have guess. to start over because. <laughs> All right. This is my fucking idiot self. I'm sorry, I'm cursing. I just, I thought I pressed record. And this is how the Divorce Diaries goes. Mark Primiano, he's here. He's ready. I'm introducing him again. He plays Mr. Hanny. He's executive executive producer, former member of the Sunday Growlings team, Mark Primiano. Hello. Oh, what are you drinking there? (laughs) Pellegrino. Nice. Um, I just have uh, a Starbucks cup filled with water. No no gas. Sin gas. Um, Hi. Yes, it's not the Sunday team, it's the Sunday company, and I am an alumni of the Groundlings Sunday company. We don't wear uniforms or helmets, we're just, uh, we're a company of actors that, that used to get on stage together and have a good time. Hi. So, so yeah, I've been part of this process with you for a very long time now. I've been workshopping stuff with you, testing out your new rights doing some reads with you and figuring out how certain things sound versus the way it sounded the week before I've watched you gather gather, you know, a lot of ground and yeah. pick up stuff along the way and, you know, grab a director and all that stuff. We've watched what you said a year. It's been, we've been doing this. It's been a year. We started last year, right at, right. Maybe around this time. Remember we did the podcast of like some, some, some of the script that I started to create me, you and Doug. Right. And it was like random stuff though. It was really random. But it's, but it's based on your stand-up act, which has been going on for years and years. Yeah. Yeah. When we first met, I think I just started doing stand-up. I'm going to get my light. And when I first met Mark, he knows the, the, I think the thing I always think about is Mike, the cop in the pilot is the guy that I had just broken up with. Mm. And do you remember what happened in, a, in yeah. Las Vegas? Yeah, I don't know if you want to discuss it, but- um, yeah, yeah, I want to discuss it. It's, it's the more- so, the- so, so we met at a bachelor party, Doug's bachelor party. And uh, you were the only female there for a little while before, yeah. before other female friends of, of Doug's showed up. But uh, so you were part of the male sort of normal male routine, which is we were at a strip club in Las Vegas. <laughs> And and you started crying in the dark, loud room. Like it was very dark and loud, and there were strippers all over the place. And it was like it was like a war war zone in there of strippers. And um, and you just start crying. And uh, and it was like, oh, oh my god, what's 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 going on? And you were like, uh, there was a stripper that that danced a certain way, and it reminded me of a time that I was with Mike. And I was like, what, what is going, what is happening? And it was like a way you danced for him or something you were thinking about. You tell me what it was. I'll I'll never forget it. I started crying because it was the, the, um, I got to try to see, keep this PG. It was the way of the gyration of the movement of the lap dance that made me remember our intimate moments. And Mark literally did a double take. He was like, well, first of all, it's not common. I mean, I don't go to strip joints all the time, but 
I think most people would be shocked to see a, a crying woman inside a strip joint, unless it was like somebody that just had her hair ripped out, like tracks on the floor, like crying because she got beat, beat down or something from like, cause she stole somebody else's money guy or something like that. But you were crying for, because it reminded you of something you did that made you emotional in a, I can't explain this. Nostalgically emotional about it's just it was was it was bizarre. The whole thing was bizarre. <laughs> but and, and I think I had met you like the day before that. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think we had all played like uh, you know the only thing we had done like up to that point was before that I think we had played like Crimes Against Humanity in a group. Um, and the but <gasps> the 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 bus ride um from that was that that was i i think oh the oh you you were on that bus too that was a lot of fun okay i cried on the bus ride though remember with the i I remember i remember that so the the party the party bus you're talking about yeah from from los los angeles to las vegas yeah that was that was interesting too and i wouldn't say it was fun it was memorable but it was um (laughs) like there was uh the air conditioning broke or something and it was like it was like over 100 degrees outside and the air conditioning and this bus was broken. We were like at least two hours from Las Vegas. I don't, I don't consider that fun, but, but, but that was, uh, that was what happened. I, <laughs> this is why Mark, like I've, I'm, I've laughed already so much that I've done a workout for the day. You're just a naturally really funny guy. And like the delivery of his story with things, it's just hysterical. And Mr. Hannon's character you play him so well. I mean, there's people that read the script, saw you read for him, and were like, oh my God, he's really funny that don't know you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like, he's perfect. <laughs> well, I hope, uh, so there is a real Mr. Hannon, but I don't know what he's called, but I don't think you need to say his name, but, but, um, yeah. but this, is a real, this is a real person. This is based off of uh, many people Oh, it's a it's a conglomerate of a bunch of different people. But one of those people is also very much that character. So there's like him, and then there's other parts of those other people that are him too. So I see this guy as sort of a. Um, tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. So he is a. Uh, um, he's kind of like lucky to have this job. He like happened into it because so he's run. He's kind of running the school. And he just was like, kind of like given this job and he's just, but he doesn't, he doesn't do the job properly, nor is he qualified to do it. But he, he like throws his weight around like, like he, like he's like God's gift to the world. Is that, is that basically right? Oh, that's a good point. And you don't even know the real, the real guy that's based off of. So yes. Oh, see, see now you just, you've already backtracked on what you said before. You said it was a bunch of people. It is a (laughs) bunch of people, but they're all similar. Okay. But um, so anyway, the guy, but you've written him sort of also as a, as a possible philanderer, like somebody who has also like sort of um, extracurricular stuff going on behind his wife's back. And um, I don't know if we'll get into that in the, in the pilot episode, but, um, but um, you've alluded to it a few times. He's, he's based off of many school administrators. That he's I've very been- self-involved, I guess would be the, but also like sort of like acts like he knows what he's doing but it's clear that he might not have you have you ever worked for somebody like that that's like also because the boss i think that 
there's a lot of people that are like middle management that that don't deserve their positions and and sort of but sort of act like they know they've got it all figured out you know yeah i think there's i think that's a common thing with a lot of like bosses and stuff and I think that's why, like, I like Mr. Hannon to be this, like, I, I just wrote a lot of his lines based off of my interactions with a lot of middle management bosses that couldn't get my name right, because he never does. And well, that's not, that's not necessarily their fault. But, but I mean, I, I think that some people take it to a different level. But I think your name is, is not necessarily, um, you know, it, 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 is, it is a bone of contention with, I think, a lot of people. And that's, that's good. That's, that's your battle. You know? Here's my here's my trivia for you. How many L's do I have in my name? I'm assuming it's one. Yes. Mark got it right. That was a guess. Yes, it's because one L. For, no, but for you to make it into a test, that made me feel like it's got to be a, it's got to be wrong in some no. way. So, so because I would assume Michelle would have two L's, but since you made such a point of asking it, I was like one. So here's the thing. One L? Yeah, no, it's one L and everyone spells it wrong. My old brother smelled it wrong. Smelled it. Spelled it wrong once. Cause mm. it's, yeah. Cause it's his wife's middle name is Michelle with two L's. And I'm like, yo, that's my name though. You've known me for since I was born. So it's Michelle. My sister, my, I have a sister named Renee. And uh and she has spelled it like three different ways with an accent, without an accent, two N's, one N. So I I understand. But I've always had the one L. <laughs> Mark is so fucking but, funny. But the fact, but the fact that you asked me like I was going to get it wrong was almost like a challenge. Like you were saying, like you know, it's like okay, question: How many L's are in my name? Huh? And that's <laughs> like you know, so I can I can pretty much from your attitude, oh, no. guess guess that it's going to be not the norm. And the norm would be two L's. And as long as you're, as long as you're aware that the normal's two L's, yes, I am. Then, then, then maybe you won't be upset when people spell it wrong. Do you understand? Oh, he's serving me. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I'm trying to help you be happier. You know what I'm saying? Before well, you get upset at other people for not knowing you well enough, maybe you should take stock in what's normal and what's what should be expected of people before you get upset. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're right. Mark, yeah. Mark does have a tendency to calm me down. And I've called him, I've called you a couple of times throughout the last year on fire about things. Mark has a nice way of just bringing me back down to let's not get a restraining order. Well, I don't remember that ever being a threat, but, but I do remember, <laughs> I do remember you getting a little anx- anxiety ridden. About about something that really wasn't that important. <laughs> yes, I called the fire. It's something about a, a yes it, with a, a pitch or something, and and you were like, "What are you talking about?" I'm ready. Full guns blazing all the time. I think with my reactions to things, that's what Michelle's character kind of tends to do with Mike, with even eventually down the road with school. And now I haven't shared this with you, but I started to write. Uh, I started to write an outline for the series one that was revised from the first pitch deck. And at the end of the season one, you know, Michelle has an experience, Michelle, me experience at school where kids are 
making fun of each other and calling them really bad inappropriate names. So I step in and I, I lose it a little bit defending my students, right? The middle school boys are characters that come in and like taunt Michelle with Tessa, which is my puppet. That happens, very, that happens very soon in the, uh, in the, um, that's Tessa. That's, that's the Tessa. Yes. From the, from, okay. I was at Doug's bachelor party too. Michelle bought me a puppet up. Oh, oh, seriously on that trip? Yeah. Oh, geez. I, I, don't, I didn't remember life, that. Baby. I remember there being a puppet up show going on. A couple of my friends were in that actually. Yeah, I remember. And Katie Rose, uh, and, was there with us and I and Ryan me and Doug went and I bought Tessa for Grace and she didn't want it and so I just used it for school and she's stuck ever since and I would just carry the puppet around from building to building on my real in my teaching career and everybody loved her but the boys in the in the pilot throw her and toss her and you know Mr. Hannon doesn't really do much you mean just well I you're talking about my character yeah he never really so yeah. you're saying he doesn't do much regarding the puppet throwing. You mean puppet to try to stop or helping her out? To try to discourage the disrespect, you're saying. But but you're saying he uh, you're not saying he doesn't do anything. <laughs> like it's not like my character is just like No. No, Mr. Hannon time. does a lot. Mr. Hannon is one of my favorite characters because of the way you play it. I have to be honest with you. It's Mark it just brings such life to the character and I'm not blowing smoke up your behind because you know, I've been laughing for the last uh, 20 minutes, whatever we have been recording this because of how funny you are. So I think that uh, when people see this character, they're going to associate him with a lot of the bosses and middle management that like, don't get it or yeah they're in a position they shouldn't be and they're like I feel like the fact that she doesn't have a classroom and all that stuff and how he just avoids the fact that he's pushing her out the door you know oh yeah the partitioned room the hallway yeah your your space just keeps getting more and more you know crapped upon (laughs) what do you as time goes on (laughs) what do you think is exciting to tell everybody about the 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 pilot what do you think we should share with them that we haven't already? Um, I don't know what you, I don't know how much you want to share. I think I would almost like keep a lot of it a secret, but I think generally it's, um, it's uh, what I like about it. That's unexpected is it's got, a, it's, it's got a heart. It's got heart now, um, which is sort of, um, you know, it's expected that it should be funny. Um, and I think there should be like awkwardness, which you, you seem to, you know, have an aura of awkwardness so that's going to be that's going to be inherent in the whole thing but i think that there is a there is actually a heart to it um and that's that's what i think is going to be maybe surprising just to people that watch it mark that's beautiful yeah sure it's beautiful yeah all right (laughs) are you excited to come to jersey I am. I'm excited to see Doug. Doug just told me that you're going to be, you picked his high school to shoot it in. Oh yeah. So we're shooting at, uh, we're, well, we have to confirm that, but that will be with our other executive producer, Dave Schoner. Uh, but we will be. Did he go to high school there also? I did not. I went to a more urban high school. Did Dave, did Dave go there? Oh no. He just lives there. He's on the board of ed. 
Cause I think that that's, that's what's going to be interesting to me. Cause I grew up in, in Pennsylvania. So I'm, I'm, I'm from about an hour away from there or, or less. Um, and I have friends that still live in that area. So I'm very familiar with Jersey. Kennel um, but, you were telling me, right? Well, no, they actually live in Somerset now. Oh, but, um, yeah. But um, uh, he's actually the general manager of the, what, what is now a double a, a Yankees team. Um, my friend. So they yeah. like the, the Yankee. The Yankees just took over his independent baseball team, and now it's a Double A Yankees franchise in in Somerset. It's called the Somerset Patriots. Oh my god! Um, oh yeah, I've heard of them. So, but well, they've been the Somerset Patriots for years, but they were independent. They were an independent league baseball team. Now it's the Yankees just took over that organization, and uh, so now it's oh, a Yankees Double wow. A team. That's a big thing. Congrats! It to is your a friend. it's it's a it's he it's a big deal for him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and he's he's a great guy. So um, he deserve he deserves any good things that come to him. Well, and so do you. And I'm excited that you're a part of this great thing, and you're going to be here in Jersey at the end of June, and um filming. So we're going to be <clears throat> filming in Cedar Grove as part of the school scenes. Um, and Mark is, I mean, where else can they find your work? Can we tell them uh, somewhere to go? Find my work? <laughs> you mean like show up at my work and say hello? <clears throat> I, mean, um, <laughs> I mean, you can just Google search my name and probably find some work, but I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know what, what you're talking about. I meant like your, your Facebook page, your, your YouTube channel. <laughs> my, you, I don't have a YouTube channel. I'm like I'm a little older than you guys. I don't have the uh, I don't have the social media savvy. That you guys, my my, do- my daughter makes memes. You know yes, that's about the clo- that's about the, that's about the closest. But you're not going to find my work in her memes. She is my work. Oh, tell us so, about your kids. Your your or just your your father, right? And you're divorced, correct? My father. I I am I am a father of two daughters. I I my ex wife. <laughs> I am divorced. I, I gave my ex-wife gave birth to two of my children, both girls. One is 18 and one is about to be 16. Oh, I love that. And my 16 year old makes memes like the wind. And uh, so um, that's not my work. That's her work, but yeah. she is my work. Oh. So you're asking me where you can find my work. <laughs> okay. Just Google Mark Primiano. Go to IMDb. Sure. He's been on a lot of stuff. He has been on Jimmy Fallon. That was one of my favorite, favorite things. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, fuck. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Fallon is not, I was not on Jimmy Fallon. No, but, but Jimmy yeah. Kimmel, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. So this is my, this is me messing up everything, but I love Mark and he's really funny. And uh, he also, just it, real quick before we close out, remember the time that you were in New York City and me? You and Sloan and Grace, where do we go? Um, well, we tried to go to the uh, that diner, Stardust Diner. Stardust Diner, and it was it was that was the coldest day in memory. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it was like with wind chill, it was like negative thirteen or something that day. Yeah. And I have never had. I mean, it's a memory. It's a great memory now, but that day, I have never been more miserable, <laughs> miserably cold. Like like you didn't. Like, I remember my daughter asked me what time it was a few times. And I was like, I, I didn't even want to answer her. 
because like that would waste my energy and breath. Like it was so cold, but then yeah. the, the idea of taking my phone out and take exposing my skin to touch the screen to find out what time it was, <clears throat> was, was dreadful. It was. And, uh, we, oh, we ended up going to hard rock cafe. And Grace was screaming in the, in the, in the stroller. Cause it was so cold. She was I don't remember that. I just, I just remember being inside Hard Rock Cafe, sitting on the ground, grateful that we had an hour wait before our table was ready because we were inside. Yes, that was a crazy day, but it was all part of the divorce diary journey too because we were meeting with our kids and we're both divorced. Me and my daughter waited for TKTS tickets oh, that yeah. day. And uh, we ended up standing in that line in that cold outside in Times Square, which is like, a wind channel like we were yes. in the middle of the wind channel on the coldest day we waited in that line for about an hour and when we finally got to the window that the, the show we wanted to see i think was chicago um was sold out <clears throat> and and we were like and i saw like my daughter like one tear that turned into an icicle immediately and i was like okay let, let's like we're gonna go inside and talk about it so we just had a need to get out of there and get i think we went inside like the Lego store or something yeah, or something like that. No, it was the Disney store, which was like very yes! close to that. That's where we met you at the Disney store. It was awful. Did you guys end up going to see a show? No, we yeah. ended up, I mean, we still talk about that day. And my, my other daughter was with my ex-wife in Europe at the time. I remember. And, and, and we're the next day, my oldest daughter was like, it's really cold here. And we're, and, and we were both me and my youngest daughter were like, don't even talk about cold or we'll fly over there and strangle you. Yeah. It was, it was, it was crazy. Um, but I remember we got on the bus and the, the bus was so warm going back from, from New York, from New York city to, to Pennsylvania where I, where I, where I was staying with my dad. We got on that bus and, uh, and Sloan and I immediately like passed out from exhaustion and she started watching I, don't know, I think like key and peel on, on her phone or something like that. And she was just like, she, she says that was her, one of her favorite memories of that trip. Like that warm, that warm bus ride and being able to finally relax and watch whatever, you know, YouTube video she was watching. I think might've been, might've been some YouTube guy she was following. That's an amazing story. I love that. Mark is a great dad. He's a funny, funny actor and he's a great guy. Um, and he's very, he's helped me develop this piece into something that's going to be wonderful. And like he said, has heart. So go check out the GoFundMe. We need your help to uh, fulfill our funding gap. We, uh, <laughs> if you donate, to, donate, if you donate today, you get a personalized video of Mark waving. <laughs> so go Nate today. <laughs> Bye everybody.